0: It's that time again for the assault on your ears we call Lower Dorks, a Star Trek Lower Dex podcast. I'm Aaron, and with me as always is Stavros. Tonight on our screens is Episode 8 of Season 4, Caves. And in our cups, uh, we have a broken leg?
1: Gross. Yeah, it's, uh, it it tastes better than a real broken leg, though. That's that's a plus. I want to know how you know this. Have you tasted a broken leg? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, kind of using my imagination. Yeah, you know, ever played uh, no, a plane crash in the
0: uh, Himalayas, had to survive
1: any way you can? <laughs> I did what I had to, all right. They said I was okay. Anyway, <laughs> this drink, <laughs> broken leg, uh, found on the internet. It is hot apple cider and bourbon. Uh, so you heat up the apple cider is the idea. Yes. And you stir the bourbon in there. Uh you can sub whiskey if you want. I only had honey bourbon, so I'm getting a I, I had to kind of go with a reheated or a heated up uh, angry orchard, so it was already hard cider. Oh no. I put in some honey honey bourbon in there. Uh so it's kind of this like honey apple taste going on right now. Pretty heavy, but I could see this being a delicious and a cold night drink. Yeah, so... I mean, um, it was a high... It was like a 95 high today, so it's not
0: working that well. <laughs> not, not working too well for you there. Uh, <laughs> pretty good flavor. It all really works together. Usually, it's you You put cinnamon sticks in it. I didn't have cinnamon sticks, so I just put a dash of mm. cinnamon in it. And yeah, all the flavors work together really well. I as well got, got ready to make my drink and discovered inexplicably... I have no whiskey in my house. No bourbons, <laughs> no whiskeys. Wow. Is all I had was uh, a banana whiskey. And so I had to, uh, give that a go. And you know what? It actually works though. It all
2: <laughs> comes with a banana together. Apple flavor.
0: Yeah. Banana apple apparently is a pretty good combo.
1: That's interesting. Yeah.
0: It makes me feel like I'm a kid again. You know, I got my, my sliced <laughs> bananas, my slight, sliced apples and my, uh, mm.
1: sippy cup of whiskey. Great alcohol yeah. yeah that makes sense <laughs> well let's talk about this episode uh this episode is called caves as you said and in this episode when the warp core four there's no sign of uh to by the way i know you're probably pretty sad about that
0: you know you bring that up every time i think i, uh, I think I you're, you're sad ha- every time
1: i want to acknowledge your feelings
0: i'm sensing some abandonment issues here Stavros.
1: <laughs> well you know who gets abandoned is the warp core four in this episode like the I don't think there. they were abandoned. They, they were
0: marooned. There's a difference.
1: <laughs> Whatever, they're they're marooned/slash abandoned in a cave with no way to contact the Cerritos. And each crew member relates a cave story to the others to pass the time, which ultimately culminates in a rekindling of the power of friendship, despite them growing apart, which is something that happens naturally as they all rank up and pursue their careers.
0: Well, I mean, that's you know seventy-five percent accurate. Description of the. I, mean, I guess no. Anyway, what it was am i like sixty six percent accurate. How many stories did we get? No, seventy five. Seventy five is right. There's four of them. Anyways, moving on. I'll tell There's you. One of the turbo. Yes, you're exactly. Right. You're not right, Stavros. I
1: was mostly right. I was seventy five percent right. That's a solid C. <laughs> Wait,
0: <is 75% laughs> a seventy five percent of solid C. geez I think so. Man, schools are tough.
1: Yeah, they they, they are tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting thing about this episode, it was also directed by Megan Lloyd. She's done two others this season. She did the I Have No Bones and I Must Flee and Empathological em- Fallacies. Both great episodes. Three episodes in, in her first uh, season directing Lower Decks. So yeah, that's a lot of work. I give
0: each of them an A+. Plus, so, yeah, you know. yeah, they're all good. Good for you, Megan.
1: One thing I wanted to call out right off the bat, someone had a lot of fun coming up with planet names for this episode. We've got that they got stuck on. There's Chiron 4. there There's Balkus Nine. There's a planet called Glish. Uh, my only hang up is that uh, they use the numbers instead of the Roman numerals. Yeah. Which uh, they kind of bounce back and forth on here. There's
0: I kind of nice. wonder, a lot of times when they do planets, they're references to crew members or something else. And I'm kind of wondering what, what these are references to. I, I got to
1: believe they're references to something. Yeah, I, I looked into that a little bit. I couldn't really find anything. Maybe yeah. a, there's an astute listener out there that knows more than, than we do. But probably crew members. Uh, interesting names.
0: Like you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Could be. You know, uh, Mr. Glish. Gratinus is named after Steve Gratinus, who uh, he's the <laughs> coffee boy or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. It could be. Yeah. Some uh, some Tip Mouse coffee boy had his name put in the episode. It's, it's possible. Yeah. But anyway, so the uh, the episode starts off with the Warp Core Four getting reunited. Uh, in the transport room going down uh, on you know to a cave there some some people are more excited about the cave mission well, than others and
0: some of them some of them showed up completely yeah. unprepared like oh what are we doing today <laughs> like did you not read the briefing was there no briefing <laughs> we've seen they get briefings they do briefings yeah. they're told yeah. what the job is i don't know man i'm starting <laughs> to question whether these guys should be lieutenant junior grades or not <laughs>
1: You know, if Mariner prepared, we wouldn't get the caves through the (laughs) transporter. That was pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We got a a good look at the transporter room here. Has the transporter room always had the kind of more mechanical-looking door that leads into there? You know, I I honestly don't
0: know. And, like, when you first said that, you know, that it had a mechanical-looking door... I'm all like, yeah. what the fuck does that even mean? Mechanical-looking door? <laughs> like, are yeah. the rest of the doors, like, like beads or something? Did I miss some major element of this? <laughs> Missed. Well, yeah, what you mean yeah. is it's the doors that are, like, whenever you see they go to, like, engineering or, like, cargo bays yeah. that have the reinforcing right. lines,
1: right? Right, reinforce. Maybe Which, that's a better word, yeah. Well, I
0: didn't, that's the thing, though. There's no way these are reinforcing lines. Like, what... what They're not even, like, properly aligned or shaped to be reinforcing. I think it's just, like, (laughs) something, like, it's an aesthetic choice.
1: for Something different, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, but that wasn't the question, was it? The question was, has it always been (laughs) this way? Have you seen these before? And in answer to your question, yes, it's always been this way. Oh, you're a liar. (laughs) I honestly have no idea. I spent, you know, a long time (laughs) puzzling over what you were thinking of and considering (laughs) that and then thinking about how ridiculous – the reinforced doors are, I never even bothered to check.
1: <laughs> you just completely forgot. Yeah. yeah. That's fine.
0: Too caught up in how dumb the reinforced doors are.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, when they do meet in the transporter room, I love uh, Mariner and Boimler are like, hey, we never get paired up anymore. Complete fourth wall breakage there. The thing is,
0: though, it's not just a fourth wall break, right? Because yes, that's true. Yeah. Yes, the people, the watchers are thinking that. But it's true. They, they always go off yeah. on adventures separately now.
1: Yeah. Hey, they're both Command Ensign or Lieutenant Junior Grade, Lieutenant's Junior Grade. And the best part is they got other people to command.
0: That is the theme of the whole episode. They're going on adventures with other people and they're having flashbacks to that.
1: Yeah, that's right. And then, of course, they go down to the planet and we get into the motif of this episode, which is all all the cave sets use the same set. They're all the cave adventures use the same set.
0: I love that. You know, it's a reference to the TNG era cave set that you just yeah. used over and over again. And it's funny because yeah. like, I'm not even sure it's, it's not, I don't think it's always the same cave set, but it is very similar. Right. It's somebody, definitely yeah, similar enough. I would believe it's a redress at some point. And it's funny because the entire episode, like all of the angles are recreation of angles <laughs> from the very season. I'm like, Oh, that's from the, you know, Cardassian resistance. Oh, that's from when Picard is, you know, tricked into going on a espionage mission. Oh, right. that's where this person met this other person. It's just, it's such a great great bit through the entire episode
1: i like to specifically call out the flat floors which oh my god seems improbable. utterly
0: <laughs> ridiculous yes that is my favorite bit from rutherford this episode and it's not even that they call it out he's like i love the flat floors of caves and it's all like caves wouldn't have flat floors they don't yeah i mean sometimes they <laughs> not do not but good. not that flat not often not the yeah. obviously uh, a set flat
1: yeah Speaking of Rutherford, though, I love when they beam down and they get trapped in there. Uh, Rutherford does not pull out his tricorder, although he does use his tricorder later in the episode to do various things. But he just, like, turns on scanning mode of his implant. And I'm, like, I'm confused. Like, when is the implant better than the tricorder? Is one better than the other? Here's the better question.
0: Has he used this function before? I don't think so. <laughs> I think this is the first time we saw it, and it would be hilarious. You know what? Though I could totally see Rutherford doing the whole actually using a tricorder rather than the scanning function of his implant because he likes using a tricorder. That seems like a Rutherford thing. <laughs> totally. To
1: me. Uh, I just want to know which one does what. They they need to. Uh, I need like some kind of lower decks. Like, do you remember the the technical manuals for the nineties era shows? Well, you want like a, a technical manual
0: for Rutherford's. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: don't you want to know what it does? Yeah. No, not at all. Besides change there. his personality. Don't you want to know well, like all Well, it didn't change his personality.
0: It's stored like his old memories, right?
1: Well, remember when he was like Cowboy Rutherford and like yeah, well, Rutherford? And...
0: Well, all right. That is true. He could switch different modes <laughs> in there. God, that was yeah. such a great episode. But was that episode an anthology episode just like this one? Where it's a bunch of like little was vignettes it? because it's all about Rutherford trying out for different departments, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh that's my right. god, I think so. that was a oh man, because I was like I was thinking about like wage duge and yeah. uh, what are the other I mean, little vignette stories? Yeah, um, had, the one
1: where they they're on trial, but that's yes, uh, uh, that Veritas. Called. They've done it a few times. Yeah, yeah, Veritas. Yeah. It does seem to come up every now and, well, and then.
0: Well, it's a good, it's a common episode. It's a common trope, you know, and I think they do it really well totally. here. Anyways,
1: yeah. moving on. You know, we're going to get into all the Vendorian stuff in the stories in a little bit, but I'm so confused why Boimler had to take off his pants. And I know it's for, for, because fun, for funsies. The
0: cloth, it, it shifted the frequency <laughs> of the phaser beam to properly. <laughs> you can't just, he, he, didn't push just the on the ba- he didn't just have to take off his pants. Remember, they had to bounce the phaser beam the off beam. of a stalactite yeah. onto the pants. You know what the <laughs> best part about that is, though? Is when he gets done with that whole thing. And he's all like, yeah. now we just have to carefully extract the whatever ore it was. And he yeah. just starts hacking His at it. Connect. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> that was great. A lot of fun stuff in there with the, with the yes. Well, let's get into the actual Vendorian meta plot. So, Ah, the last return time seen of Vendorians! Vendorians. Yes. We've seen one. them in the Dex before. Yes. Yeah, Envoys. Yeah, uh, Envoys in so season yeah, one. That, that was the
0: Ah, my bones! Ah, my bones! And, and then
1: <laughs> Boiler <laughs> the steps stayed. in to help out yeah. Oh, so good.
0: Ah, my bones! <laughs> Oh, my, bones. my bones. The joke had legs, man. I know. I'm it upset. Never came back. I'm upset. You know what, Though this episode has a nonstop callbacks to old jokes. There's yes. a character later that has an eye patch, and we had an entire discussion about how there was one season where there was just eye patches all over the place for no apparent reason, yeah. and it never yeah. came back. But in this episode, it yeah. did. I, we do this is it. yeah another yeah. great thing I love about this episode is the nonstop callbacks. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's really good. But, of course, Trek vets might recall Vendorians from the animated series where we get the most information up to this episode as far as Vendorian Which culture. Which
0: doesn't jibe with this episode.
1: No. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the confusing thing. So, you know, you can fill in the gaps in my memory. But I believe the Vendorian in that episode was, he was, you know, pretending to be a crash survivor. Yes. And... He was kind of an outcast from their species.
0: Well, no, right. because like that episode was the whole thing was Romulans used Ventendorians Dorian's as spies because of their shape shifting right. ability, and they're supposedly like right. very like deceptive because of that ability, and supposedly their whole culture right. is like that. And they're it was so bad that their home world is quarantined, so like they don't let anybody on and off. And using a Vendorian as a spy is a war crime. (laughs) Which leads me to... How did we get to Vendorian (laughs) morality tests? Yeah,
1: why is that a cultural thing? So here's the thing. Here's
0: my theory. (laughs) Holy shit, that was probably a racist stereotype. Because the only Vendorian's federation had ever encountered... We're spies. Romulan spies. Yeah, you're right. And it turns out that wow. the uh, the Vendorians are just, you know, they're they're all about going out there and testing people's morality for no apparent reason. Yeah,
1: yeah just like any other god creature like episode in Toss or TNG. Yes. They're all at the test humanity. Oh, the Endorians
0: aren't really... I mean, you know, God, Endorians might as well be God creatures. Dude literally turned into <laughs> a deflector dish in that episode. I know, that's right. <laughs>
1: that was crazy. They can rearrange their atoms, I believe, is what uh, they say. Yeah. Which totally makes complete sense.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, why not? Um, <laughs> sentient deflector dish that is actually a squid alien. You know what? If I was a squid alien, I would learn how to turn into a deflector dish. You would? I mean... Just for that one time you need it. That one time you need it. Here's the best part about that, (laughs) You never know. You know, this entire episode is just going to be me, like, thinking about the Vendorians and how ridiculous they are. Because in that episode, (laughs) the longer they spend in the form of the alien they're mimicking or the creature they're mimicking, they gain its memories and personality traits. So Mm -hmm. what memories and personality traits does it gain by copying a deflector dish? Is there a point where it's just like... (laughs) Oh, yeah, I love deflecting things. I'm just a big old deflector. And, you know, that even raises the question, if he can mimic a deflector dish, can he mimic, like, a uh, computer core? Like, would a way to steal data from somebody is just infiltrate their ship? Have the Vendorian mimic the computer core and then just download the data from your Vendorian? Could you do that? Like, if he was mimicking yeah. a computer core, could you, like, plug in a USB drive to him? I mean, like, <laughs> I got a lot of questions there here, There are endless guys. questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need more episodes about it. I feel Vendorians. like all the
1: answers are yes. Yeah. Oh, God. And, of course, they proceed with their morality tests. And, you know, the, their morality test is all about reinforcing the power of friendship because in both of the stories, and we'll get to those details in a sec, they are trying to make, you know, all of the crew members on the ground just get along. Yeah, And, you know, all the stories leading up to that point for the warp Core 4 are all very, you know, they cause, cause some conflict, but Tandy's story is all about them being best friends and that's well, all they Well,
0: you know, yeah, the stories themselves cause conflict, but the individual stories are about right. overcoming conflict.
2: Yeah. yeah which yeah, is I great. think that they're paying attention you know to so the I think we're,
0: we're sidetracking we're supposed to be focused on the uh, Boimler story and you know what the best part of the Boimler story is what crazy conspiracy theories. <laughs>
1: Of course, of course. I, I love that. We haven't seen Lieutenant Levy in quite a while, right? Like This episode was
0: full with, of Mariner. background characters. Uh, I don't know if you yeah. noticed, but Lundy was the transporter operator when they beat yes, down. Yes, yes, yes. But anyways, back to yeah. crazy conspiracy theorist Levy, because one of his conspiracy theories was that this was a, you know, Vendorian morality test. And lo and behold, it was. <laughs> but his other yeah, conspiracy is, yeah. theories, and he throws out a bunch of them. Or Actually, no, I guess he doesn't really throw out many. He throws out the uh, comm Badge one, which is just dumb. But <laughs> Boimler then shouts about his other conspiracy
1: theories, yes. like Picard is a hologram. That was
0: yeah. What like Picard? That? How does that, what is that? from? How does that conspiracy <laughs> theory work? So my theory here is that Picard as a hologram is that Picard died or remained on the Borg cube. But they um, wanted to, like, use him as an inspirational figure as coming back from the cube. I so see. after that, yeah. he was a hologram.
1: Oh, uh, that could make sense. That, that's in line with the Wolf 359 was a, uh, a sham.
0: Yeah, an inside job. Yeah,
1: An inside job, yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, that's the other thing I want to talk about. I really think this episode missed an opportunity. Lundy should have gone on about how replicators were changing people's biology and genome. How there was a secret Romulan infiltration of the Federation at the highest levels, <laughs> and how there was a secret alliance, yeah, between the mm-hmm. Borg and eight four seven two. That would have been fantastic.
1: <laughs> that would have been great. Oh, no, you're right. They they kind of just so
0: they uh, kinda, some they random they stuff out missed there, missed it to... out, and like throw it in with his other crazy conspiracy theories, right?
2: Yeah, and especially yeah. if like
0: everybody, like especially Boimler, was just like this this and this that doesn't even make any sense and then it's literally the plot of picard oh
2: that would have <laughs> know, been amazing be
1: great. uh so so it, it kind of got a little too real there as uh boimler and levy were getting like tossed into the pit and they're all tied up and stuff and and boimler was just going on and on about like you know you're just using them to make sense out of a chaos in the world and i was just like Ugh, this is like too real man i don't want to I don't want to think about real life conspiracy theories. I mean,
0: there's there's two types of conspiracy theories. There's the what if of people just being all like, you know, oh, there's this fact and this fact and this fact. You know, what if all these things are tied together? Or what if or, you know, what if this is a lie? Or, hey, there's evidence that these things might have a different meaning. And sometimes those people, they strike on the truth and those conspiracy theories are real. And then there's the... Crazy! I have an agenda with my conspiracy theories, the the racist conspiracy theories, the the world is big and scary and I need a villain to blame because if there isn't, I don't know how to get through my day. The random bad things don't happen. I need there to be, you know, a safety net that bad things only happen for a reason, that sort of thing, you know?
1: yeah i kind Those of I felt like levy he was boimler's kind of saying levy was falling into that category or at least that i was I, I was reading into it i
0: do like the fact that they don't go down the path of oh he's a dumb conspiracy theorist apparently he's yeah. a genius and that is a very true yeah. thing many conspiracy right. theorists are they're not necessarily dumb people they are very intelligent people you know
1: yeah seeing some patterns that yeah. may or may not be there yeah. All right. Oh, uh you know one of the random thing I want to point out about Boimler's story is when he and Levy get stuck in there. <laughs> just weird detail like Boimler like pushes his sleeve up and then takes out like the Voyager style wrist lights and then like puts it on his arm and then it like auto fastens around his arm. And I know it's just like a random prop, but I don't I mean I don't know if we've seen flashlights, because every show kind of did flashlights a little bit differently. Like, Next Gen did, like, the handheld ones. Yes. And then Voyager did, like, the wrist-mounted ones. And here we get to see some low, some uh, Lower X era ones. And very similar to Voyager, but it just kind of autofaceted. And- you
0: know, and the thing is, I think one of the things you kind of have to think about is, especially in the TNG era, there was a major transition in technology. Yeah. In that era. One of the things I really like is um, in that game, Star Trek Online, when they wanted to do, they did a scary episode. and They wanted to introduce you yeah. view the world through flashlights. And they're like, well, we're just mm-hmm. going to have like hovering flashlights because it's a very reasonable yeah. tech. Yeah. I personally thought that was slightly ridiculous, but it's a very like evolution. It kind of makes sense, right? Like,
1: yeah, the problem well, is you don't have to point yeah. it.
0: It's a, it's, it's a very technical investment for a very simple gain like Mm. why not just have a patch on the uniform that you press it and it glows you know Mm, but that's the whole thing right over time and then like you saw it in i can't remember which may have been one of the movies where the phaser rifles had lights on them and yeah that totally makes sense yeah i think it may have been first contact but in, you know, TNG, like, there wasn't a lot of thought. It's a flashlight, you know? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but a flashlight isn't an efficient design for...
1: For, uh, you got to use your old hand for yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's the whole, you know, holding the flashlight for your father while he works on the hot water heater, right? <laughs> uh,
1: Oof, some flashbacks there.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> y- you don't want your engineer to have to hold a flashlight or give it to, you know, the red shirt to hold a flashlight. Because when the red shirt inevitably gets killed, you don't have light <laughs> anymore. How are you no, going right. to fix the transport beacon when your red shirt has been killed by <laughs> the gaz- scorpion
1: (laughs) we all need the rutherford style implants that have the built-in flashlights now just like they did in this episode
0: yeah you know or just give them you know jordy eyes that can see in every spectrum
1: oh yeah yeah let's just do that God, I'm going on lots of, of tangents tonight. I need to focus up here. <laughs> there are some fun tangents. I like them. But let, yeah, let's move on to the next story, which I think is one of the fun ones.
0: Wait, wait, wait. We're not going to talk about the uh, blowing up of the vehicle they find in the cave conveniently? <laughs> or Yeah, that's
1: got to be part of the morality test. Yeah,
0: Or the fact that the Vendorians apparently reproduce by laying eggs in people's throats. Yeah, A little dark Ooh. there.
1: I like they show a pregnant Victoria in there too, and you're just like, Ugh. oh, I think that's got to be that,
0: that's got to be. I mean, if they're they're doing you know morality tests, there's no way they're they're laying their eggs in people's throats. <laughs> and then of course they're eating dinner that is crickets, and apparently the crickets uh, are yeah. delicious.
1: You know what? I I blocked that out of my memory. I didn't even put that in my notes. So I love I love cool. how Boimler is all like,
0: as uh, uh what the hell is his name? As what's his name Levy. is eating, the, yeah, Levy is eating the cricket. Yeah. Boimler just has this like completely disturbed look on his face, but Levy has got like <laughs> he thinks it's delicious, and he, he's he got like the he's got the like cricket goo like running down his chin. <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> so, so gross! gross. <laughs> I love it.
2: <laughs>
1: oh man. Uh, those conspiracy theorists—they're willing to try anything new, I guess.
0: Well, you know what? I mean, <laughs> give him credit. Yeah, you gotta give them credit, credit where credit's due. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for
1: Rutherford's story
0: at this point? I mean, no, but let's get into it. Also, well, now, Man. Yeah.
1: You know, when they they said it's a, going to be a cave baby, I immediately thought-
0: Threshold, oh, right? Threshold? Threshold? Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's not. It's a freaking- And I'm not sure. Is this a Tucker pregnant by touch? That's the only thing I could
1: think, right? Mm. Yeah, there's that's got to be two... it. That's where they touch hands in the sand. Yeah, right?
0: then he winds up pregnant and they have to, you know- Yeah. What does he do? He gets a, uh, like they, they do a fetal transplant or something. Yeah. But I also kind of thought it had shades of what is it? The episode where Deanna Troy has the baby? What is that? The dolphin? Is that what it is? Um, No, that's not the
1: dolphin. The offspring. The
0: offspring. offspring. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, no.
1: Is offspring, is offspring data? I don't know. It's one of those. No,
0: you're, I think you're right. Uh, offspring is data and it's the child. The child is the the pregnancy episode. Yeah, it's a little shades of that with how quickly the baby grows up and or is, you know, grows and is born.
1: Yeah, at first I they they kind of pull a little fast one where she touches his face and I kind of felt like, oh, is she just gonna like telepathically take over his body or something? That is what I thought was. But no, coming just go too. straight to Nope. <laughs> was that intentional or they just uh they just threw that effect in there without You know, I don't know. I don't know what the thought was on having it
0: happen that way. I think it would have been better if they had just like touched hands. Cause isn't that all that yeah. Tucker did right? And that's how he yeah got they his, put their uh,
1: hands in sand together yeah or, or rocks or something like
0: grabbed his hand <laughs> and shoved it into the rocks. But this isn't the yeah. same alien from that episode. This no, is a completely different alien. I don't
1: think so. Yeah, I don't think we have the name for this one.
0: I swear I've seen this alien before, but like I just can't place hmm. it. Memory Alpha failed me. The uh, internet's yeah, their
2: species. Me. Me. You
0: know, I was so desperate I used Bing to try and find an answer.
2: Oh,
1: did that work? No. <laughs> just wanted to on the upside
0: now i'm getting daily emails about freaky aliens and where i can buy them which is apparently a thing thank you bing
1: That's work bing we knew you had to use get the fuck out of here stavros (laughs) i love the reason why they're down there dr tana and rutherford are because billups got swamp rash
0: yeah it was supposed to be billups like how did that happen well i mean there's a swamp on the cerritos now right
1: <laughs> so like Phillips was just down there, and then he got some swamp rash,
0: or maybe it was on the previous like the planet he visited. We don't know. We don't know what Phillips <laughs> is into. You know, what maybe swamp yeah. rash is just a colloquial term for a communicable oh. disease that was already on the ship. Maybe Possibly. you know he had a liaison with somebody who had swamp rash. Oh. You don't know.
1: Well, he can't have liaisons.
0: Well, I mean, as long as he doesn't or tell Rose his mother. Which I think is kind oh, of a common okay. thing. I don't think most men tell their mother about their liaisons. If you're out <laughs> there and you tell your mother about <laughs> her liaisons, don't tell us. We don't want to know about that. No. You are a weirdo. No.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I love how when Dr. Tana does the C-section on Rutherford, I guess apparently there are no painkillers in medical kits because she just like bite down on this boot. And he, like, passes out from getting cut open.
0: God, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> even think about that. You know, it's the...
1: F- well, I mean, does she have you a just full down medical kit? Yeah, they have, like, a bat- whole backpack. If you watch later in the scene, they're, like, they're checking out all the tunnels. And they're wearing, like, little backpacks. That yeah, are, they're wearing
0: backpacks. You know, like the I don't think kits. those are medical kits, though, are they? Yeah, it's, it
1: straight up has a medical uh, little symbol on them in some scenes. And they so just... I think it does change. Oh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> do no painkillers. Know. I know
0: Rutherford's doesn't, right? Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I I was, like, trying to find his backpack as well because I'm like, I've seen this before. Where have I seen this? Yeah. And I couldn't find it. <laughs> and this time I learned my lesson. And I did not search on Bing.
1: Oh, yeah, that's probably <laughs> smart. But, yeah, the whole uh, having a full medical kit and then re- re- refusing painkillers, that was uh, tough to sit through.
0: <laughs> really? I mean, like, it was uh, animated, so it didn't really, you know, affect me because, you know. Yeah, they're, they're cartoons. Are. They're not real people. Yeah. To be fair, though, like, television people don't don't affect me because they're not real people.
1: Oh. Well, I think you need to get some real feelings at some point. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I have real feelings. You be a robot forever. I
0: have real feelings for real people.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I see. I mean, that's not really true. <laughs> well, you know what? Fine. <laughs> I, I have fake feelings for real robot people. Robot confirmed. I have fake feelings oh, for real people. Feelings. Yeah, because, you know, oh, okay. I've discovered that people will judge you if you don't have feelings of some variety.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like I am right now, basically. You've discovered your robotness. <laughs> don't
0: judge me, Stavros.
1: <laughs> I'm judging a little bit. <laughs> um, anyway, this newborn, you know, I don't know if you know, but human newborns can't eat solid food and they immediately shove solid food into this newborn's face. So, to be fair, it's a freaky alien
0: dating. newborn yeah. who was gestated in an hour or in a few minutes and yeah. is the, you know, what is it? Genetic and mental reincarnation of a freaky alien.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Might as well. If she can gestate in a few seconds, then maybe she can eat food right out of the out of the body. Who knows?
0: Yes. Uh,
1: I also loved the, uh, the Dr. Tana vaporizing the poopy diaper.
0: Such a great idea. Don't you wish there was poopy diaper <laughs> <I know>. vaporizers <laughs> right now? So, totally. fun fact, I, I when I was a kid, my, well, not m- when I was a kid, it was my older siblings, my parents still used cloth diapers. Oh. And after a while, they would literally just, after they used them, take them out and throw them in the burn barrel.
1: Just burn them? Does that smell? I have no it idea.
0: Does. I've never thrown a poopy diaper into a burn barrel, Stavros.
1: <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> but I love it when, in this shot, when she shoots the poopy diaper, she, it's like she shoots it at the bottom and then it takes like a half second to vaporize the whole thing. So she like lets go before the vaporization effect gets to her fingers. Like what would happen if she just didn't let go? Would it just continue to vaporize like her? Have we ever like established the, how... how um,
0: you know, though, no, because it's vaporizing in her hand as she's holding yeah. it. It's mid-vaporization. Yeah. I don't think we've ever established how vaporization works. But it, the one thing um, we have established is that it makes no sense. Like, people (laughs) will get vaporized and leave no marks on the floor. They'll vaporize yeah. an object and, like, so is there, like, settings, like, vaporization levels where, like, you know, you have to guess the weight of the object you want to vaporize?
2: <laughs> like, Depends on if you want to. The there are 16 settings. Are
0: all Starfleet officers, like, weight guesser carnies? Like, is that a part of Starfleet training? <laughs> like, everybody has to do a stint in the Starfleet carnival where they guess people's weights so they know exactly how, hey, you know- how much vaporization to use. <laughs>
1: You know, with the 16 settings on Phaser, there's three stun settings and you got to be able to guess on the fly which stun setting to use so you, you don't die, but you don't kill the person, in, you know, attacking you or whatever. So I think it, there's got to be a class at Starfleet, like, you know, guess your weight so you don't kill your your targets.
0: I just love the fact that, you know, there are 16 settings and we establish one can vaporize a building. Like, even if that's yeah. the highest setting, like at what point do you stop and go, you know, I don't think we need rifles anymore.
1: <laughs> no we're good Great. this Great is good point. enough yeah depends how cool you want to look i guess
0: well and to be fair they do establish in ds9 the only episode that took things seriously or the only series that took things seriously that rifles have a lot of <laughs> built-in features like auto targeting and stuff that normal handheld oh, phasers yeah, don't sure. that's true wait you're not going to call me out for uh saying that no. ds9 was the only star trek series that took things seriously you're always like, you know what, I'll Aaron? You're offending our fan hipsters. base. Stop that!
1: You know what? I feel like all the the, the hipster fans are already. You know, You've just give given up.
0: You're it, like, so. there's nothing I can yeah. do. This guy's done. He's ruined <laughs> any an chance we force. had.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> um Let's see where was i oh yeah um so yeah like rutherford <laughs> man sol- i broke your solves...
0: concentration that much they're like oh shit dude what has
1: he done where am i yeah god it, we were this,
0: talking about what something jesus what year is it yes
1: <laughs> anyway rutherford ends up going to the tricorder to solve the plot with the talking monster or i guess he makes yeah the, apparently
0: tricorders can be used to upgrade the uh, universal translator to talk to uh, animals yeah. go figure yeah
1: so I guess, uh, uh, you know, that's the job that his implant couldn't do, but his tricorder could. So the mystery intensifies. What can his implant do versus what can a tricorder do? We'll never know the, the answer until we get Well, I feel like his uh,
0: the he has a specific type of chip in his implant and is a plot chip where it only does what the plot <laughs> Shut the hell calls up. for.
2: <laughs>
1: and what the animators feel like animating that day. Do you think uh, it's the animators well. or do
0: you think it's like the writers or producers or directors? It's got to be a combination. I don't even know it's how animation one. happens. I, uh, yeah. No, we don't know. I figure it's a guy yeah. in a closet and then somebody with a whip.
1: Yeah, he's just like huddled over a, like a three by five inch tablet and like horribly, you know, sketching as fast as he can. And Indeed. Every once in a while. Uh, anything else on this Rutherford story that stood out to
0: you? So not the story itself. Well, I mean, it is the story itself, but like. Do you remember why he
1: tells the story? Is it because he just happens to drop that he's a...
2: Well,
0: no, because they ask him about, you know, how he knows how to refine trigamite, right? Trigamanite or whatever, right? Right, right, right. And he goes, I guess it's just the kind of thing I learned when I had that cave baby with Ta'ana. And everybody's like, what? (laughs) But nowhere in this story (laughs) does it come anywhere close... Uh... To explaining how he learned <laughs> to refine trigramite or whatever it was called. Oh man, you found a plot
1: hole. Oh my god, no man, that is
0: great. That is fantastic, and nobody calls <laughs> him on it, which is even better.
1: No, not at all. They're all still upset about uh, about them having even having a cave baby. So yeah.
0: And then of course they bond over you know the the monster baby and the you know yes weird are they new alien best friends baby. now. No, I don't think so. I feel, I love this story though. Like, this is such a classic trope of the character who hates children and is forced to care for one and winds up loving them. So, like, here's the thing though. If I know anything about, you know, storytelling and television and cinema, the only follow up to this is Ta'ana is gonna have to have cute little crinkly nosed cat babies.
1: I'd love to see it. I'd love to, I want to see more half breeds. <clears throat> half breeds are less and uh, Okay. Sure. needs to happen. <laughs> All right. Well, should we go to the next story then? Wait, there's another story. Yeah, there is, there are two more stories. We're only halfway through the stories. The next one is Mariner's story with, uh, with Delta shift. And you know, they, they have the whole plot and, you know, with the aging thing and whatever, and it's fine. But I mean, the real question about Mariner's story is, which hit me is our Delta shift, the true lower deckers now, because these are the guys that have no connections to the senior officers or very little. Here's they a better
0: question. Why? Like, why are they still Delta shift? Right. Isn't there a whole shift that opened up? <laughs> Couldn't they have all requested to transfer <laughs> to that shift? Is there no like uh, seniority guidelines? How do the rosters work on this starship? I don't know. We don't, we don't know. Yeah, so many We've got questions new people there. on board
1: anyway. So yeah, yeah, I feel like they're you know the the lower decker, the work core four, are kind of transitioning out of the lower decker role. I feel like so these guys are the ones that really so are you know interesting thing
0: because this is the same crew, right? The mm-hmm. Delta Shift crew that they competed with in oh, what was the name of that episode where they were trying to get they're trying the to get the, the, room. the room, yeah, the lottery for the room, right. and they were trying to you know fudge it, and it turned out that Delta Shift was doing the same. So, right. all of yeah, those right. people are XPs for the Warp Core 4, right? And in that right. original mm-hmm. episode, you had XPs for Mariner, right. Tendy, and Boimler, right? Right. Because Rutherford wasn't there. So there right. is no Rutherford XP. But in this episode, Eye Patch Guy is obviously Rutherford's XP. So you would think yes. that they would drop Mariner's XP, right? Mm, yeah but like nope she, mariner's yeah, uh, xp is there oh, because she's important yeah. to be mariner's foil right she has to be somebody who has the same character traits as mariner to stand up to him right but yeah. uh, i don't know i just i found that really an interesting choice and there's a really good plot though and i love the characters they introduced and i love boimler's xp like that he actually got yeah.
1: <laughs> characterization <laughs> this time
2: yeah <sighs> yeah yeah <laughs>
1: that poor guy you know, I, I'm thinking about. I, I know we've seen Delta Shift a couple times. I feel like haven't we seen like a brief shot of Eye Patch Man before? I, I feel like I, I want to say we've seen him in like a hallway shot, but I, I'm not under sure percent. I'm
0: betting that. we've seen him before, and I just don't remember it. It's like a little background. I'm of, willing yeah. to bet he was probably one of the eye patch references in a previous season. You remember that uh, season yeah. with the eye patches? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know
1: anyway the only other thing i remember about the mariner story is there's a lot of bone cracking there's like hips cracking there's legs cracking there's legs falling apart a lot of a lot of bone destruction in that uh, in that story i feel like that's a mariner embellishment wait what maybe she's she's going into detail detail about all the bones cracking
0: yeah well i mean they're 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 old right
1: <laughs> yes but this unreliable narrator she's just going into a lot of detail about about all the bone cracks
0: mariner and unreliable narrator i find this hard to believe I, you know, <laughs> I don't think so you know though as long as we're going into the whole mariner narrating thing so obviously this is a visual representation of her story i gotta believe it's what actually uh-huh. happened because there's one moment
1: sure.
0: when she first ages do you notice anything interesting about how she looks yeah when she, she just-
1: gets The stripe in the hair. She gets the stripe in the hair and the
0: crow's feet and the mouth lines that make her look exactly like Captain Freeman. And there is no (laughs) way that is a narrative choice Mariner threw in there.
1: (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Well, of course it is. It's my point. All my points are good. Well, that's not
0: true. I'm hurt, man. (laughs) Anyway
1: uh should we move on to the final story then Tendi's story
0: wait are we already done with the uh delta shift flashback? i think so
1: i don't really have much else to say about that well you know i, I will say little... at
0: least at least this flashback had some sort of reference to why mm-hmm. mariner knew how to upgrade the com badge because that's, that's exactly right. what they did in
1: her story yeah that's true they find the little uh little powder or whatever it is just to, to sprinkle into your com badge and that's yeah. engineering for some reason Well, I mean, that was
0: the whole point, right? They needed, you know, something to boost the signal, and that's what whatever that thing was did. Right? Right. That was the whole point?
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, you're right. Second time ever. Shut up. (laughs) <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. anyway <laughs> but you know they do that all the time in star trek where they're like oh we just need to get some huh. of this and then when they have to do the upgrade like literally is all they do is they like jam it into a socket or like run yeah. some wires into it and it just works fine yeah like it really just works yeah. that is like it would make one thing if it makes sense if there's like one thing where it's like oh yeah we're not getting any power and they're like oh we're gonna find this conductive element to act as a bridge for the power relays then i'd be like yeah that's totally a thing that happens or ah, oh, we got to find this element because it'll act as an antenna, and so they build an antenna. Yeah, that totally makes sense. But just like we got to jam these crystals into this circuit board, and now we'll be able to <laughs> conduct electrons across dimension and watch interdimensional TV. Not really. Wait, though. that's a different show. Never mind. Anyways, back yeah. to what we were talking about. We <laughs> were talking about poor Tendy, who just wants yes. to talk about the time they were all stuck in a turbo lift.
1: I know, and it's the crux of the plot because this is a story that brings them all together. It's the it has the effect of bringing the them all together. Cruft, I should
0: say, cruft. What the fuck is
1: cruft? <laughs> Jesus,
0: I don't think it is the <laughs> crutch of the plot. I think it is no. a good resolution that is paid off. You might even say that the turbo is Chekhov's gun. Oh, making I would, myself I agree with that actually seems smart by referencing the most
1: well-known.
0: Whole story writing theory of all time.
1: Hey, you know, in this case, it works, so we'll give you a pass this time. <laughs> she finally gets to tell the story. Uh, I love that this is set during the very first episode of the show, so you can see a lot of the details uh, from that story are from that episode, and that includes a f- some fun little details there when they show the exterior shot of the Cerritos. It's the season one version of yeah, the Cerritos. it's so the old Cerritos, this is like the quote incorrect one. Yeah. And, and I love like kind of the proportions of the loft.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting though. I I remember not liking the Cerritos in the beginning and always feeling yeah. like they had changed the model a little bit. But like, right. I just, I don't see it. It's not enough of a change. It looks different, but most of its changes seem to be in detail rather than design, yeah, yeah. right? Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, the I guess sizes and stuff like that. I guess the yeah. point I'm trying to say is that, you know, Stavros, I was wrong. And that's the only time you'll get that out of me.
1: Oh, I need to treasure this moment. <laughs> Another one of the details is, uh, you can see in the background of the lounge, uh, there's Ensign Fletcher. There's that guy who uh, made up the story about uh, aliens coming onto the ship to, you know, God, what was it? Like, He he, like... Made like a sentient computer core, and it was, you know, attacking people, and he yeah, had lie about uh, it. he's in the they background of the episode.
0: But you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. kind of, you know, what though? I guess we haven't seen him since. Do we know what happened to him after that episode? He got transferred. Is and, that what it was? He got
1: in trouble on the uh, Yeah,
0: event. I thought something had happened yeah. with that.
1: But I yeah, I expelled, mean, like
0: I think all of the characters though him. in that scene in the background are just, you know, background characters from the series too. It's just it's good sure. that they included one character who's no longer in the background of the show because he got transferred off the uh, Cerritos. Yeah. So as a fun. callback to this really is fun. in the past. Oh, see, yeah. see, we got continuity on. going on here. Look at this. <laughs> Come on over, boys. I love it. Come check out That's our right. continuity. We're like check uh, out all the continuity. We're we're mm-hmm. uh, we got a uh, you know that whole DS nine level continuity going on here. None Ooh. of this. Uh, i don't even know what episode toss the next gen toss? jesus man yeah well this toss <laughs> continuity where they can't even decide what the name of the organization they work for is
1: why am i doing this voice jesus i don't know it's pretty funny though <laughs> we'll give it another pass <laughs> uh anyway so they get stuck in the turbo lift and i love that Rutherford calls billups he's like hey, is there a problem he's like yeah we'll put you in the list Hey, uh, can you beam us out? And there's just no response. <laughs> but, but Bill just hung uh, hung up on Rutherford there. He's like, nope, you guys must stay in the turbo.
0: That box. always felt like, you know, I know this is going to sound dumb, but I don't know if you ever read that comic, O'Brien at Work. That is yes, such an O'Brien at Work gag of, you know, <laughs> mid, like you ask like, somebody hello? something over the comm in mid-conversation and then you just never <laughs> get a response. Funny. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, that was great. Uh but anyway, you know, they they go on to have this, you know, heartwarming, you know, they're they're all trashed and having fun for hours in the turbolift. But I got nervous here. Is this a prologue to the Warp Core 4. The internet
0: up. is a buzz. That's what everyone is talking about. It's such an oh, really? ominous ending. Oh, the ending was so oh, ominous. I don't know about ominous.
1: Yeah, I'm like... go with ominous. I'm just like, It's like what? a feel-good fuzzy ending. Yeah, it's a feel-good fuzzy
0: ending. Why does everybody yeah. immediately assume that they're going to get split up or somebody's going to die or get transferred off? And they're like, oh yeah, it's because Talin. Talin's the new fourth member of the Warp Core 4, oh. so who's going to leave. And I'm like, shut the oh. fuck up. We haven't seen Talin in no, three episodes you know she'll come back when she's ready to transfer off the ship
1: (laughs) what happened i thought you were the talin fanboy you know what
0: i will never be the talin fanboy i will give them credit for taking a character that i didn't think much of and giving her enough characterization and enough good stories to make me think oh yeah this was a good addition but that's it, man. If she died <laughs> in the next episode, I'd be like, well, yeah. I mean, anybody can die that. at any time. Obviously. She's a background <laughs> character. She is the uh, Voyager Season 1 character who is introduced four episodes prior to their death just to give us enough time uh-huh. to gain attachment before they kill her off.
1: Oh, dear. Now yeah. That's ominous. That's an ominous statement. Why is that <laughs> ominous? Nobody cares about Talyn. Oof. 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 We just lost, like, 95% of our audience. Oh, no! Two people! It's the end of the world! <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, it has a feel-good ending. You know, we get the reveal about uh, the Vendorians, you know, kind of prompting them to overcome their their conflict uh, via the results of this story. Uh, it's feel-good. I, I felt like it could be a... A precursor to them eventually i don't know about dying or any of that kind of stuff but they're 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 getting they're growing right like they're pursuing their own career tracks i think it's a possibility
0: you know what? actually i think it would be pretty cool if they actually did kill off boimler but it was like section 31 <laughs> boimler
1: oh yes yeah it can always happen
0: yeah bring him back and he like infiltrates the cerritos to you know cool. uncover who the uh mystery murder ship is that is not really murdering people
2: yeah, and then oh, yeah. in the end, he winds yep, up getting killed
0: by Talin, yeah. who we're supposed to believe is the one that betrayed them. Ooh, genius! That is genius writing right there.
1: <laughs> wow! Hire this man, Mike McMahon. Well, I mean, clearly we'll they—they're they, they're already episode. great. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm just stating facts. What do you want from me?
0: Terrible episode get the fuck off your podcast davros <laughs> that episode would be amazing it would put uh, to shame freaking inner light and tapestry wow. and in the pale moonlight and i can't think of an episode from voyager that's held in high regard Oof.
1: and <laughs> that's another that's another bit of our audience Anyway, Actually, we know, should uh, we should end this dis- we should end this discussion before we lose any more audience. I, I feel like we've do discussed the heck out of this episode already.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs>
0: I feel like we've discussed a little too much do you of just everything. Keep digging a hole here, but yeah. this episode, and I take back my my statement about Voyager. Voyager had great oh, did episodes. You think of one? No, I didn't. Oh, was but it? I know it had great <laughs> episodes. Ooh, ooh, they're in there. Every episode that featured Lawn Suitor was fantastic. How about that? Oh,
1: there you go. God, okay, you that episode. Names, what is the name of the
0: episode up. where the Kazon capture, the, capture Voyager? Um, was uh, it yes. Basics, right? Basics? Is and it it's, Basics? And it's the two-parter. Um, that episode was great. I don't care what anybody says. Like, I remember watching that during its first run and being like, oh, my God. I can't believe what's going on here. This is amazing. I mean, I was 12, so there's that. (laughs) Not exactly the best judge of great story writing, but I think it holds up.
1: Okay. Great work, 12-year-old Aaron. We knew you could remember an episode for us.
0: I'm actually just surprised I remember anything from when I was 12 because I may be drinking too much. Oh, dear. So yeah, I'm gonna Could stop. Be. I'm gonna stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: probably a good idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, and if you know the blues doesn't flow, the gab doesn't go.
1: Ooh, that's a good rhyme. Well, you need to you need to keep some booze on top for the remaining two episodes of the season because you know those have got to be. Wait, some this kind isn't of the finale.
0: There. Oh shit! No. So that no. means that they're gonna have to come back next week and you know catch us for uh, episode nine of season four, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And in the meantime, you can, you know, obviously you can catch us on Shitter. That's
1: close on on the X.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's X T W I T T E R. That's pronounced Shitter, right? Um. No, but but keep going.
1: Okay. So, am I calling it Twitter
0: or am I calling it X? I'm confused.
1: I think I think you got to call it X because that's what it is legally. But you know what? You do you. Well, I guess if you
0: go to Twitter.com, it'll get you there, right? Where does That's it true. Ch- yes. I I don't even want to find out what happens if I type in X.com. X.com
1: like- redirects you to Twitter. Really?
0: Well, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they do Twitter.com having you redirect to X? That doesn't make More any technologically sense. Complicated. You know what? Fuck it. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Know. At lower dorks, catch us if Stavros updates our Twitter account, which he never does. Yeah. Because I can never come up with things between episodes. Or, if you're so inclined, you can find us in a cave.
1: Are we together in the cave?
0: Well, Uh I mean, obviously you went in first and I felt compelled to... Which one of us is
1: wearing pants, though? Well, neither of us, I mean. Because, you
0: know, as they say, home is where the pants aren't. Makes sense. Wait, does that imply we live in caves? Are we cavemen, Stavros?